How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome back to Misconduct. I'm your host, Colleen. Just a quick thank you to everyone who listened to our episodes on Anthony Hill and Kendra James. Although much of our ads have dried up uh, with COVID, like a lot of other podcasts, we were still able to make a donation to Black Earth Farms and People's Breakfast Oakland, two East Bay organizations that are doing great work in the community. This week's episode heads to Grants Pass, Oregon in 1993, where local resident Shelley Shannon was finalizing an elaborate plan that, if successful, would end in murder. Shelley Shannon was born Rochelle Pauley in 1956 in Wisconsin. An account of her life written on the Army of God's website says that she was born to teenage parents who married when they realized that they were expecting. As a child, she moved around often, and her family did not have much money. In the early 1970s, a teenage Shelley found out that she was pregnant herself and gave birth to her daughter in 1974. Soon after, she met and married her husband, David Shannon, and they had another child, their son, the next year. The Shannon family of four moved around the West Coast in Northern California and Oregon before settling in Grants Pass in 1988. David worked, and Shelley primarily stayed home with the kids. Shelley had some contact with Christianity in her youth, but by the account of her biography on the Army of God's website, it wasn't until adulthood that she began regularly attending church and Bible study. She had attended a women's Bible study group in the town that she lived in prior to Grant's Pass, 
And when she relocated, she further dedicated her spare time to attending church and Bible groups. Her introduction to religion was how Shelley became familiar with the anti-abortion movement, and her interest grew significantly when she was living in Grants Pass. In 1988, she reached out to her local chapter of the National Right to Life Committee, which is the oldest and largest anti-abortion organization in the United States. In the late 80s and the early 90s, the National Right to Life Committee had successfully positioned itself in Washington, D.C. as an influential conservative political organization with significant lobbying power. At the time, the National Right to Life Committee would encourage members to write to their political representatives and advocate for an end to abortion in the United States or to go volunteer at their local chapter. To Shelley, these recommendations didn't go far enough to prevent abortions, and there were people in her local chapter who agreed. Shelley would later tell other people at a local chapter meeting that one of the leaders showed her a training video from an organization called Operation Rescue. Operation Rescue is an extremist anti-abortion organization that was founded in California in the 1980s. Where the National Right to Life Committee has positioned itself as a lobbying organization, Operation Rescue focused more on direct action against abortion clinics and providers. Their original slogan was, if you believe abortion is murder, then act like it is murder. Operation Rescue organized sit-ins and blockades at abortion clinics around the country. These actions are referred to by the anti-abortion community as rescues, as they believe that if they can prevent someone from getting an abortion, that they are rescuing their unborn child. Although Operation Rescue was founded in California, the headquarters eventually moved to Kansas and operated out of the same building that used to house a medical clinic that performed abortions that closed its doors due to continued harassment from anti-abortion protesters. Operation Rescue demonstrations quickly gained traction in the media due to the great lengths that they went to to prevent people from entering clinics that performed abortions. And these tactics are still used by anti-abortion protesters today. People came in droves with signs, yelling and screaming at people entering clinics, and they would physically block entrances until they were removed by arresting officers, and they even sometimes would block traffic in the area. This type of protesting resonated much more with Shelley, who began participating in blockades where she would not leave until she was arrested. She was arrested at multiple locations, along with other protesters, and had racked up dozens of community service hours and fines before being sentenced to four weeks of jail time. At this point, she had not even been participating in protests for a year. Soon, Shelley began traveling outside of Oregon to participate in blockades, and she was arrested in Atlanta and Seattle in 1989. She often brought her teenage daughter, Angela, to these protests, where the mother-daughter pair would both be arrested. Soon, Shelley had accumulated quite a rap sheet with warrants and fines in multiple states. Operation Rescue and other factions of extremists within the anti-abortion movement designated the summer of 1991 as the Summer of Mercy and positioned themselves in Wichita, Kansas to protest local abortion clinics. 
Thousands of people came from all over the country to protest and block abortion clinic entrances for seven weeks in July and August. Wichita police would arrest over 1,600 protesters during this time. Much of the blockades were focused on one abortion clinic in particular that was operated by Dr. George Tiller. Dr. Tiller was the medical director of the Women's Health Services Clinic in Wichita, Kansas. This was a health clinic that performed post-viability abortions in cases where severe or fatal birth defects were discovered with the fetus, or if two independent doctors signed off that the patient would suffer substantial or irreparable bodily function if they were to carry to term. This practice made Dr. Tiller an even bigger target to extremist groups like Operation Rescue, who felt that Dr. Tiller was the worst of the worst. Despite his visibility to extremist groups starting in the 1970s, Tiller did not plan to become a family practice doctor. Dr. Tiller was born in Wichita in 1941, where his father, who was also a physician, had a family practice. Dr. Tiller attended medical school in the early 1960s and later worked as a flight surgeon. In 1970, he planned to start a dermatology residency program, but a month before he was due to begin, his father, mother, sister, and brother-in-law were killed in an accident. Dr. Tiller returned to his hometown where he intended on winding down his father's practice, which at the time had been serving the city for three plus decades and had grown to considerable size. According to Dr. Tiller himself, he was asked if he would continue to perform abortions just as his father had done. Longtime patients of the practice told Dr. Tiller that in the 1940s, his father had a patient who found herself pregnant with her third child shortly after giving birth to her second. She asked for an abortion, and his father denied her request, telling her that she would feel differently once the child arrived. This patient left her appointment and sought out a non-healthcare provider abortion that went wrong and led to her death. After this incident, his father began providing abortions to his patients. Dr. Tiller wrote in a 2003 essay, quote, The women in my father's practice for whom he did abortions educated me and taught me that abortion is about women's hopes, dreams, potential, and the rest of their lives. Abortion is a matter of survival for women. It is my fundamental philosophy that patients are emotionally, mentally, morally, spiritually, and physically competent to struggle with complex health issues and come to decisions that are appropriate for them. Dr. Tiller ultimately decided to remain at his father's practice. After Roe v. Wade made abortion legal in 1973, Dr. Tiller began performing abortions. First, his clinic was picketed. Then in 1986, his office was firebombed. And in the summer of 1991, his clinic became the focus of Operation Rescue's Summer of Mercy. The Summer of Mercy was originally planned to be a week-long protest at Dr. Tiller's clinic, as well as the other two clinics in Wichita that also performed abortions. One week turned into seven, with thousands of anti-abortion protesters being arrested for laying down in front of cars, physically blocking clinic entrances while reciting scripture, and trying to prevent people from entering the building. Shelley was one of the hundreds that was arrested multiple times. So Shelley was already well on her way to being indoctrinated into anti-abortion extremism before she went to Wichita. 
But after the Summer of Mercy demonstrations, Shelley reportedly felt called to take on what the Army of God referred to as forceful action. In April of 1992, Shelley set fire to the Catalina Medical Center in Ashland, Oregon. The Catalina Medical Center was one of the only abortion providers in the area. She described her action in the following letter. She said, I knew exactly how I would do it, by tossing a mayonnaise jar of gas through their big front window, followed by some plastic milk cartons of gas, which I had planned to remove the lids from before tossing them in and then lighting it. I knew how and where, and I was waiting to know when. One evening, I was walking across the kitchen floor, and I felt strongly impressed that it was time. I went out that night and totally destroyed the Ashland Mill. The abortionist couldn't get his insurance renewed and claimed that a white male called him saying that if he reopened, he would kill him, and so he decided to retire. Fortunately, no one was injured during Shelley's arson attack on the Catalina Medical Center. Shelley then wrote an account of how she orchestrated the attack for the Army of God website and titled it, How to Destroy a Killing Center If You're Just an Old Grandma Who Can't Even Get the Fire Started in Her Fireplace. The guide starts with instructions to either photocopy or type a new copy of the essay and burn the original copy that you were given in order to destroy fingerprint evidence. Shelley begins by saying the following, The biggest hurdle was being willing to even consider that God would indeed require this work of anyone. Christians don't do that kind of thing, do they? But prayer and God cleared that up. Then I realized I needed to stop the killing too. I prayed, God, if you really want me to do this, you're going to have to show me how, because I can't even get a fire started in my fireplace. Throughout the essay, Shelley goes into detail about how to successfully build and plant bombs in health clinics. She also detailed how she firebombed a clinic and even included her mistakes so that they could be avoided in the future. From reading her words directly, it is evident that Shelley was fully radicalized and she was willing to use violence against clinics that provided abortions, as well as the people who worked there. This how-to guide was written for the Army of God and eventually posted on their website where it is still available to read today. I've mentioned it a couple of times, but the Army of God is a Christian terrorist organization centralized in the United States. They are officially designated as a terrorist organization by the U.S. government, and the Army of God is a leaderless organization that is responsible for anti-abortion violence across the country. Because members operate independently, they are able to conceal their affiliation and their actions. Shelley became a fully invested member in the Army of God and committed to carrying out violence in their name. To this day, Shelley and her actions are featured heavily on their website. Shelley's daughter Angela often attended protests with her mother and quickly became just as radicalized. In early 1993, a doctor in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, received a threatening letter demanding that they cease from performing abortions at Planned Parenthood, or else the letter writer would kill them and their family. It was believed that the letter was written by Angela, but Shelley ultimately took credit for it. It was now obvious that Shelley's behavior was escalating, and she was more and more inclined to use violence against abortion providers themselves. 
She had multiple arrests on her record and was wanted in more than one state for her actions, but Shelley managed to fly under the radar when she traveled back to Wichita in the summer of 1993. In August 1993, two years to the month that she became radicalized when she participated in the Summer of Mercy, Shannon went back to Wichita. This time she had a plan bigger than her previous actions, because this time she was going to kill Dr. Tiller. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On the evening of August 19, 1993, Dr. Tiller was in his car outside of his clinic preparing to drive home for the evening. Suddenly, a woman stepped out onto the driveway and stood in front of his car, holding a gun, and then began firing into the driver's side. After firing her weapon a couple of times, she turned and ran away. Dr. Tiller was shot in both arms, but survived his injuries and returned to work the next day. Shelley managed to slip away from Wichita without being arrested. She was identified as a suspect and apprehended just hours later, trying to return her rental car at the Oklahoma International Airport. Police officers wrapped paper towels around her head to disguise her face from news cameras and brought her into custody. Shelley's husband, David, received a call the next day from one of their friends who told him to turn on the news. There he saw his wife being led from a police car with a towel around her head. And until this moment, he believed that Shelley was on day five of a trip and knew nothing of her actual plans for when she got to Wichita. According to an article from 1993, David didn't share Shelley's views on abortion and referred to it as an interest that only his wife had and he did not take much note of it. Shelley was charged with attempted murder and held on $1 million bail. Shelley's trial allowed the public to peer into the mind of a radicalized anti-abortion activist. At first, Shelley claimed that when she shot Dr. Tiller, she only meant to wound him and had no intention of killing him. When further questioned, Shelley changed her story and the courtroom was noticeably shocked when Shelley said that she was trying to kill Tiller when she shot him, but there was nothing wrong or immoral about killing him. She went even further and confirmed that she wanted to make bail so she could bomb the clinic as soon as she was released. At her sentencing, she said, quote, It would be hypocritical to pretend like I did something wrong when I know that I didn't. 
She was sentenced to 11 years in prison after just one hour of jury deliberation. After Shelley's attempted murder trial, her daughter, Angela, was charged with threatening the doctor in Wisconsin. Shelley tried to take responsibility for writing the note that preceded the attempted murder by about six months, but Angela's fingerprints were on the letter. Angela was convicted in 1997 and sentenced to 46 months in prison. She completed her sentence and was released in 2001. In 1995, Shelley was charged with federal crimes in connection to her various clinic bombings. She pled guilty and was sentenced to 20 years in prison, and the term would not begin until her 11-year prison sentence for attempted murder was completed. At her sentencing, the judge called her a terrorist, and she was ordered to pay restitution to some of the clinics that she damaged in her attacks. George Tiller and other doctors who provided abortions continued to face violence at the hands of extremists. Most notably in 1988, Dr. Barnett Slepian was assassinated in his kitchen by a member of the Lambs of Christ, which is a Catholic anti-abortion extremist group. Tiller's clinic continued to be a target of violence until 2009. On May 31, 2009, George Tiller was attending church service at the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Wichita, where he served as an usher. As he stood in the foyer, he was shot in the head at point-blank range by a man named Scott Roeder. Roeder was affiliated with Operation Rescue and in frequent contact with the organization's then-vice president. At his trial, Roeder admitted to killing Dr. Tiller, and he also said that he didn't believe that his actions were wrong. He was convicted after less than an hour of jury deliberation and sentenced to life in prison and will not be eligible for parole for 25 years. Shelley Shannon served her prison terms and was released in 2018. She served 25 of her 31-year sentence and is currently in the middle of a three-year supervised release. She has never shown any remorse for her actions and has kept in frequent communication with other anti-abortion extremists and Army of God members while she served her prison sentence. Although she was granted release, many have voiced their concerns that Shelley Shannon is just as radicalized and dangerous as when she first tried to murder Dr. Tiller. And that wraps up the show for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on this episode, visit the website misconductpodcast.com. You'll find links to source material and further reading on this episode and more information about misconduct. If you have a second, head on over to my social media pages and let me know what you think about this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MisconductPod. And if you have a case that you would like to see covered, I have a case submission tab on my website, and you can find a link to it in the show notes.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.